The Jack of All Nerds is recorded in front of a robot studio audience. It's 8 p.m., kitties, and you know what that means. Guy love, he's mine, I'm his. There's nothing gay about it in our eyes. These are the voyages of the Starship. Discover more at CBS All Access, the paid streaming service where you still get commercials. I want to play a little game. How are you at Chinese Checkers? You don't understand, man. Whatever, whatever it is, it kills you with your worst fears. Wait, so Zack Snyder's gonna show up and murder me with space sticks? Yeah, man. It's awful. You've been listening to the G Spot, where we play nothing but Kenny G classics for a two-hour block of time. Due to explicit content, listener discretion is advised. On with the show. Welcome to the Jack of All Nerds on Chaotic Radio. I am the Jack of All Nerds, Michael Maxwell. Joining me tonight, as always, the guy who can only hear out of one ear, Mr. Derek It's true. It's true. Uh, hey, guys. <laughs> Just tonight. It's not a it's not a health thing. <laughs> no, it, 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 I'm not going deaf in my <laughs> left ear. Because huh? uh, <laughs> he's not... Uh, <laughs> He's not George Bailey from That's a Wonderful Life. Anyway, uh, and in the booth, enjoying some nuts. Danny Anthony, everybody. I love me some nuts, man. <laughs> oh, wow. Tonight on the show, guys, uh, the Infinity War trailer dropped. Yes. Yeah, it did. And uh, in typical fashion, the internet's been losing its shit, both good and bad. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that in depth. And then um, I recently had the pleasure of rediscovering that He-Man is on Netflix, as well as She-Ra, mm-hmm. and I started watching it and thought to myself, why the fuck was this ever targeted towards <laughs> children? <laughs> um, and so that inspired tonight's topic. We're going to talk about cartoons that were meant for kids, but clearly shouldn't have been. So if you, uh, if you have some thoughts on that and want to chime in, feel free to do so. Messages on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Jack of All Nerds. Or if you're watching on Twitch, hit us up in the chat, twitch.tv forward slash Jack of All Nerds. Uh, before that, though, guys, uh, we do need to talk about sponsors. However, I feel like we've been giving the sponsors way too much ad time. So I'm just going to combine them all into one one ad. Uh, so it's it's now the Etiwanda Detective Fantasies. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, actually, look, you can do whatever you want. You just can't deny me the Captain Ron theme song. Yeah, that's 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 too much. That does deny you the Roadhouse, though, is what that does. Actually, at this point, I don't get as long as that happens. I was gonna do that, but then I was like, wait, they pay for us to be here. I can't do that. So then I was like, I'll double their time by reading each ad twice. Oh my god, so many roadhouses. <laughs> but like, Good idea. But like super fast. That is a lot of roadhouses, you're right, Danny. And then I was like, well, that's basically the same amount of ad time. So instead, we're just going to go through it normal, and then I'm going to subliminally mention things about our sponsors throughout the course of the evening. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, whatever you need to do to change it up, Mike. Drink. <laughs> Comics. 
<laughs> Subliminal. It yeah, works. it's just going to be like a mid-sentence. Just yeah. throw a word out there. Subtle. Yes. Subtle. <laughs> Although, what if you broke... If you're just saying like the title, but you break it up and stuff, and you're just throwing words out there that could be like racially charged, like color? I don't, <laughs> I don't know how that works out, but we'll see how it goes. Anyway, first up, the Etiwanda Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Conveniently located off the 210 freeway at the Day Creek exit in Rancho Cucamonga, California, the Etiwanda Roadhouse, Roadhouse has nightly food specials, drink specials, live entertainment, pub trivia, karaoke, all kinds of good stuff. For more information, visit facebook.com forward slash E Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Also check out The Dinner Detective, America's largest interactive murder mystery dinner show. Enjoy a fabulous four-course meal while solving a hilarious murder investigation. For more information, visit thedinnerdetective.com. And if you live in the continental United States, chances are they've got a location near you. And if you live in Hawaii, well, fuck you. You have paradise anyway. So <laughs> Nothing ever bad happens in Hawaii. <laughs> anyway, also check out Four Color Fantasies comic book store... The uh, elite comic book store of Southern California. Yeah. Uh, it's an amazing place. If you haven't checked it out before, I strongly recommend you get on over there and do it. They do a lot of cool events. Uh, they have all your favorite comic and collectible needs. And coming up, what, two two weeks? Two weeks from now? Yeah. Private screening yeah. of the Star Wars. Woo! Bad news, it's already sold out, so I don't even know why I'm mentioning it. Uh, you can come and watch everybody go in. Yeah, yeah. that's true. It's it's so sold out that like we might not yeah. have seats. It's like, actually, it's... It is so sold out that we do not have seats. Yeah. We'll be in the nosebleeds. Yeah. There's the floor level seats that they don't sell because they don't want people breaking their necks yeah. watching. That's where we get to sit. Yeah, so everybody that's on the internet that's like, I don't want to see it. Well, fuck you, because everybody else does. <laughs> And we're getting screwed because everybody else wants to see this movie. It's fine. I will whatever. I, I don't care. Like I'll, I'll have a neck ache for <laughs> all of January. Being that to see close, this movie. it just makes it more real. Yeah. Yeah. Sup, Ray? <laughs> is that a spit wad on Luke's face? What is that? Anyway, <laughs> uh, but, come on. <laughs> but they're going to be doing, uh, you know, they're doing for all the big comic book movie events. There'll be one for Deadpool next year. Uh, there'll be one for Black Panther coming yeah. up. Uh, yeah. Sorry. No, wrong, wrong franchise. Oh, oh wrong sorry. Franchise. <laughs> so you're, you know, get on board. Yeah. Go check it out because they give away a lot of cool stuff at these events. You get they, they a t-shirt, a goodie bag. Yeah. And, the, and their raffles are like, they're worth the price of admission. Yeah. Like if you win, like your ticket is paid yeah. for. I like overall, I'd say, I want to say hundreds of dollars, but sometimes I think that hundreds gets up into the thousands. Because it, it, yeah. They give away some items that are in store in the hundreds of dollars by yeah. themselves. So yeah, I, I, my girlfriend went once and she actually like, she paid for a ticket to go to one of the things and, uh, she ended up winning and we have one of those, uh, one of those statues. And I've gone to Four Color Fantasies, and I'm like, I I don't care whether you want this or not. You have to protect this with your life. Like this is this is a very expensive piece that they gave you for free. So yeah, they it's it's worth it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, also, guys, it is that special time of year where you can't get away from Christmas music and peppermint flavored items. Mm-hmm. Actually, you really can. I don't. They don't, nobody hits the peppermint as hard as they hit the pumpkin spice. That is for damn sure. Yeah, it's, it's weird that like pumpkin spice, it's so, they hit it so hard. And then it's like, oh, here's an actual holiday. And everyone's like, eh, it's cool. 
<laughs> yeah, like, no, no, Christmas, like, you should be, it, it should be unavoidable. Like, you should not be able to escape anything Christmassy, and the only thing you can't escape is music. That's it. Like, it's literally everywhere. It, it is everywhere. Yeah. And I'm okay, uh, look, I'm okay with it. Uh, my, I have a, a very strong belief that as long as you the start... The world will end on yeah, New Year's Eve? Yeah, Mayans. I, I went to Mexico. I saw the whole thing. I get it. Um, no, I have a very strong belief that after Thanksgiving, you can be as Christmassy as you fucking want. Like, I have, I have no grudge. You can decorate your house. You can sing Christmas carols all goddamn day. I don't care. But if you start doing that shit on October 31st at 10 p.m. because you think Halloween is over, uh, fuck yourself. Like... Uh, absolutely not, and and not in a fun way. No, no, not not like in a in a horrible, yeah, awkward way. Uh, awkward, like Harvey Weinstein, like just not appropriate way. Wait, so you have to get other people involved? <laughs> <laughs> no, just just Harvey Weinstein. Yeah, guys, there's like but a whole, there's like a involved. whole sex slavery thing going on. It's it's fucking weird. Uh, anyway, the whole point of that <laughs> was that we're about to eat a peppermint flavored Twinkie. Uh, yeah, yeah. So our our holiday challenge is back now. Last year, I think we only did like one item that was uh, peppermint flavored. So that the was ice like cream? all we could find. No, yo, yeah, yeah. It was the candy cane ice cream. I think it was the only thing we had last year. That was year. just vanilla with candy cane bits in it. Yeah, it was really strong peppermint flavor, but that's about it. So we're gonna find out. We when we did the pumpkin spice thing last year, the most offensive thing we ever discovered was the pumpkin spice flavored Twinkie. And so we're, I mean, I'm hoping that this is absolutely foul, but I know, <laughs> I know nobody else wants that. So that's just what we got going on tonight. Uh, we're going to try this and then next week, uh, we're going to change it up. Be some Oreo flavored candy canes. Yes, you heard me right. Not candy cane flavored Oreos. Oreo flavored candy canes. Oh, there it is. Okay. Oh, you got so, it? I don't, I don't got it. So the, no. No, it's there. So when you, when we had the pumpkin spice Twinkies, you could smell the yeah. pumpkin spice through the plastic. There, there have been, there have been two challenges that have been like, we rate them as the worst of all time. One is obviously the pumpkin spice hot dog because that was the worst thing you could ever do to a human being. Uh, and then two is the pumpkin spice Twinkies because you could smell it through plastic. Yeah, it's bad. Uh, this you can't smell through the plastic, but once you open it up, I definitely smell candy cane. Ooh, ugh. candy cane. I'm, I'm definitely ugh. like peppermint for I sure. I want to talk to candy cane. <laughs> my, my, <laughs> Mike has spent more time talking about it than he has actually eating it. Because which, which is a first. This is a first for I, you. I hate candy canes. You know that. Yeah. Uh, all right. No, yeah, yours is open. Cheers. Let's do it. Here's to you. Um. <laughs> He's thinking. He's thinking. No, it it seems just just to describe his face. It seems like he's confused <laughs> about the scent to taste ratio. There's almost like no flavor whatsoever. Really? Oh, that's a bad Twinkie then. Yeah, like you you smell it and you're like, oh, here we go, and you bite into it and you're just like, what happened? Interesting. All right, like it almost tastes like a standard. What the fuck, hostess? <laughs> this is the second time you've let me down. We try so hard to make things repulsive. Maybe it's just me. Like somebody else, give it a go. <laughs> God damn it! Ruin your pastries, hostess. All right, I'll go. 
or just do what's advertised. You tell me it's a fucking candy cane flavored Twinkie. I want to taste some candy cane. What, what was the one that like really let us down? Where it's we all actually it was enjoyed the, it? It was the candy corn cupcake. <laughs> yeah, that was just like but it just tasted like a cupcake. It was just a really good cupcake. <laughs> and to me, this just kind of tastes like a Twinkie. Okay. All right, here we go. I'm getting oh, a little it, bit of little bit, like the tiniest bit of peppermint. But smell. Other it. than that, it just tastes like a generic Twinkie. Oof. So you can smell it, right? Yeah. No, you can. Okay. When you when you smell it, there's there's the candy cane for sure. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely a candy cane. Let's go ahead, there. give it a go. Like almost nothing. Mm-hmm. Like I'm even trying to rub the cream around my mm-hmm. mouth. There's so there's there's like a there's a hint of peppermint. Just just a hint. But it's not. I don't even think the peppermint's in the cream. It must be in the breading because th- no, it's definitely in the breading because I didn't get a lot of cream in that first bite. Um, there's almost nothing coming out. Yeah, of the and th- but there's there's a hint of the peppermint. Like you can taste it a little bit, but it's not overpowering. And honestly, like the the most festive thing about this thing is the food coloring. Yeah. To to make it red. That's yeah. That's I'm, pretty I'm much. I'm pretty it. sure my poop is going to be red now. Oh, yeah, for sure. 100%. So much dye in that. Jesus. That's not good. You think you have a problem? (laughs) I'm bleeding! (laughs) No, that's a peppermint Twinkie, sir. Uh, That'll be $50 for for your office visit. Maybe it'll come out smelling like peppermint. Who knows? (laughs) Activated with stomach acids. Makes sense. (laughs) That's where the real flavor comes in. Um, Yeah, that's so... That was was disappointing. That was a letdown. What's weird is like, there's a hint of peppermint, but it's it's still like not a good twink. Like by Twinkie standards, it's still not good. Like it's yeah, it's so flavorless that you don't really want to finish it. I didn't. Yeah, I, I gave it I another did. bite just to see. Yeah, I did too, and it's I I don't want to. I, I waste no Twinkie. Yeah, I don't I don't want that. I don't want that. <laughs> it's not good. It's yeah. Which and what's what's bothering me about these? So if you're into pumpkin spice. That Twinkie probably you would have given you some sort of mouthgasm because it was so strong. Yeah, no, for sure. But if you went into like, if you really wanted to taste a candy corn flavored cupcake or a candy cane flavored, yeah, you know, Twinkie, you would be so fucking disappointed that you spent money on these limited edition. It is limited in flavor. <laughs> it does say it on the <laughs> Bullshit. Uh, just look, just dye your regular Twinkies red. On your own, just <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that was that was disappointing. That was subpar. Yeah. Okay, guys. Let's let's move on, shall we? Yeah. Let's let's get to our blasties from the pasties. Uh, although I'm not gonna lie, I didn't look these up before we started, so I don't know which order we're going in today. Um, I think mine was 95. 96? I think mine's the oldest. I got 83 okay. on mine, but uh, I Derek might actually be in the running for that. Hold no, on. his was like 90s. Was it? I think it was I'm 90, I'm 91 at. or 92. Oh, no, no, no. no his, mine is the oldest, but his is 87. Really? Oh, okay. Wow. Really? Yeah. I thought it was. Wow, I didn't know it was that old. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, so, if, yeah, if yours is 90s, it means you're up first. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I did the uh, Race Against Time Classic Speed. <laughs> Pop quiz, hot shot. I fucking love that movie. Oh, so do I. Shit. No, that's great. Uh, I will say the best part about that movie is Jeff Daniels. <laughs> is it? 
Like, to me, it's kind of the worst part because the whole, the, like you just said, that quote that everyone knows, pop quiz hot shot. It's got a, got a hostage. What do you do? The correct answer is tell the hostage to go limp. But that's beside the point. <laughs> shoot the hostage, Mike. Shoot that's the hostage. The, yes. And then, and then he fucking holds a grudge against him for like the entire film. And it's like, dude, that's the and only it, lesson you taught him. And he told him to do it. Yeah. He's like, shoot the hostage. Yeah. And then they're getting their awards and he's like, you shot me, you prick. But if, if you watch the scene, he, he says, when, shoot the hostage. But when he gets shot, the way he falls down, getting him, taking him out of the equation, he would have been better off going limp and just collapsing. <laughs> would have been the same effect, but way less awkward. Yeah. Anyway, uh, sorry, it's a great film. Go continue. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, what can I say about this movie? Uh, the, a, a mad bomber straps a bomb to a bus. The bomb, if the bus goes below 50 miles an hour, kaboom. And he's playing a game with uh, Keanu Reeves. And the mad bomber is uh, Dennis Hopper. Um, a fa- famous character actor, Dennis Hopper. <laughs> um, and, uh, I mean, Sandra Bullock is in it for a hot minute. Uh, the guy that played Cameron in... Like, the whole movie. Like, the whole movie. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think you need to, like, rewatch Speed, because I feel like you haven't seen it. Yeah. That's, that's the wildcat behind the like wheel, the sir. Like, yeah. the, like the... The first bus driver that he sees yeah. at the coffee shop is in the movie for a hot minute. <laughs> <laughs> and so is the second bus driver for that matter. Yeah. Um, I know, I, I, I enjoy watching the movie. It's just Keanu Reeves wasn't at that John Wick point yet in his career. Well, he hadn't done the Matrix. Yeah, he hadn't he, done he the Matrix yet. Uh, when he did Speed, he didn't realize how much he knew Kung Fu. And then, <laughs> like, it changed everything about well, him. This was around that time where he started to make that transition into the action genre yeah. with Speed yeah. and uh, Point Break. And, mm-hmm. you know, and But both of those movies, I mean, you don't really need him to act. You, don't. Yeah. You, re- you really don't. And honestly, like, he's not the worst part of Speed. Like, no. he, I mean, as a... I mean, look, he, he plays, he plays a, a LAPD detective. No, no, no. He's, he's technically bomb squad. Right. But like he carries guns and he does SWAT stuff. So I don't know, like, (laughs) SWAT and bomb squad. But like he, he basically plays a clueless detective being outsmarted by a bad guy, which if you need Keanu Reeves to be something, I don't know what better role you need him to be than a guy that has no idea what's going on. Like it's, it's like a perfect role for him. Yeah. And I think he, I think he does great. And I actually think him and Sandra Bullock, I, well, they, surprisingly, they, have, they actually have a pretty good chemistry. Yeah. And They've maybe that's more to her now, than him. So. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, cause I was, I watched Speed and I was like, Hey, they were in the lake house together, right? And then I was like, should I watch the lake house? No, nobody talks about the lake house. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch the lake house. Yeah. Dr- dramatic roles are not Keanu Reeves' strong suit. Um, Just put him on a bus with a time limit and call it a day. Well, look, and as wrong as the science is in speed, with, <laughs> with what the bus does a lot of the time, it's still way, oh, yeah, it's like, what, it's still way that, better than communicating that, that through that a magic jump mailbox. It's just, oh my god, it's, oh, it's so, it's so 90s. It's so dated. Uh, just the, just the, like, Everything they do to set it up and like it, it's so dated. Uh but I I fucking love speed. Like if, if you gave it a gas, I would fight you. No. No no no. I'm I'm giving it a blast. It's a blast. Cause bombs. <laughs> huh? Huh? 
you get it? Because because there's a bomb and a bus. I'm gonna shoot the hostage. <laughs> but yeah, but we're, at the, we're we're at the airport. I've already seen the airport. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, moving on. Derek, moving on. You're up. Moving on. Quit, uh, quit stalling. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I did. Uh, uh, I did, uh, I did a classic, and I actually, I, I fucking love this movie, uh, and I haven't rewatched it in a long time. Uh, but I did Untouchables, uh, starring Kevin Costner, uh, Robert De Niro as Al Capone, uh, and, uh, it's, th- this is basically a story of how, um, of how they brought down Al Capone, uh, via tax evasion, <laughs> um, <laughs> which, when you watch the film and then, and like you kind of read that, like the history of Al Capone and like how violent he was and all the things that he did. And I, I'm obsessed with mobsters. Like I, I love that whole gangster era. It's, it's amazing. And the fact that like they really did assign a team to try to take down Al Capone and the best that they could do was tax evasion. Like they couldn't get him on anything else. But I mean, uh, at the end of the, at the end of the day, do you think they were, their bosses were giving him shit? Oh, oh, you brought no. him in on tax evasion. Well, you could have got him for running guns or bootlegging. But <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. But, but I, I do, I do think that this movie does a great job in depicting like how most people didn't want that to be the case. Like a lot of people wanted them to bring this guy in on like a murder charge or, you know, the bootlegging or whatever it was, uh, to really make the headlines. And then it's like you bring this accountant on this team that's like, yeah. guys, you gotta do the numbers, and everybody's like, "Fuck you, bro! We gotta raid shit." Well, apparently, you know, Brian De Palma didn't want to take the same, uh, you know, changes to history that uh, Michael Mann did with uh, Public Enemies. Yeah, <laughs> oh, God, where uh, fucking Babyface goes out in a blaze of glory in a shootout that never happened in well, real life. You know, look, that's why The Untouchables is a better movie. <laughs> uh, this is this is one of those rare, rare instances where Kevin Costner doesn't ruin everything. Um, he's actually not that bad in this movie. Uh, you've got, he didn't direct it. That's true. Uh, and then you, you also have Sean Connery. Uh, so good in this movie. Oh, he's, he's fantastic. Uh, Sean Connery plays a beat cop, uh, who gets recruited by Kevin Costner to kind of be on this team, um, whose only job is to take down the, the syndicate that Al Capone was created in Chicago. Um, and it's, it's one of the, the most classic mobster movies. Uh, you know, ever, ever done. And it's, it's done very well. And I, I think, I think the way they do this movie, because they really do focus a lot on just the drama of the era and it's a great period piece. And they don't try to like over dramatize things and they don't try to over actionize things where, so a lot of the action that you see, it's very realistic. Um, nobody's got weapons that didn't exist at the time. Um, you know, all, all of their raids are not. They're not crazy, and then you, you know you do get to see a lot of like how much Al Capone controls the city, um, and it, it's just a really well-made movie. Uh, I, I think uh, it's it's one of my favorite mobster movies. Um, I, I put it up there with like The Godfather and Casino and uh, Godfather Three, Godfather hey, Three, yeah, the, the movie we don't want to talk about. Um, nobody wants to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I had a friend who uh, like would staunchly argue that Godfather 3 doesn't exist. Like, you would say, like, oh, yeah, what about Godfather 3? He's like, I'm sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. Like, he would just staunchly deny 
that there was no Godfather 3. Um, but all that to say, uh, I'm going to give Untouchables a blast. Um, it was a great rewatch. I haven't seen it in a really long time, and I've always known I've loved it. But uh, rewatching it again, I really enjoyed it. Okay. Uh, off topic for just a second. And Danny may not be able to weigh in on this because he's been, again, putting nuts in his mouth. But Like he does. Um, are you getting a like a lingering... Slight peppermint flavor. Yeah. <laughs> I, I wasn't going to bring it up because we'd already, like, we, we passed the point of discussion. Yeah, no. Um, it's, it's palpable. Like, it's, yeah. There's just, it wasn't there initially. No, it, it was not. And now that it's done and gone, it, yeah. it won't go the fuck away. Yeah, no, I, I feel it. It's like right on the back of my palate. It's not on the front. Like, I can, if I needed to have another flavor in my mouth, I could, like, take a drink of something and it would hit. But there's clearly peppermint, just just yeah. just right here, right in the back of the jawline. Yeah, like no, like, we want we want the flavor to come out in layers. Yeah, no, you're you're not alone. Okay. It's it's amazing that something so flavorless has lingered for so long. Yeah. All right, so um, here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take our first commercial break, and then when we come back, I'll go ahead and finish up Blast from the Past with my selection. From 1983, everybody. That's right, Jaws 3D. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I, I can't believe it. If you wish to join the conversation, give us a call at 909-360-8330 or message us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash jackofallnerds or on twitch.tv forward slash jackofallnerds. We will be right back. Radio, because the rest is just a waste of time. Oh, hi-ho, everyone. This is Kermit the Frog. You're listening to the Jack of All Nerds show on Chaotic Radio. Welcome back to the Jack of All Nerds on Chaotic Radio. Before the break, Derek reviewed the Untouchables for Blast from the Past. Uh, before we move on to my selection, we did get a listener comment uh, that was referring to the actual why they would bust him on tax evasion over anything else. Aside from they just weren't able to, to get anything else <laughs> yeah. on them. But uh, it says, in the case like Al Capone, you go for tax evasion because it's a federal crime. And it takes it takes it away from the local corrupt police exactly. in Chicago. It's, in it, look, it was a so, clever move. However, in the movie, it wasn't tried in federal court. They still had a local judge. That's, that's why well, look, that's why it's only you, based on... Yeah, <laughs> you, you got to get a hitman in the courtroom. And the only way to do that is to make it local. Yeah. Uh, but I will say... To, that uh the whole switching the juries thing I don't know if that's real but that was a cool moment in the movie oh yeah all right guys well let's uh let's go on back to 1983 for jaws 3d mm-hmm. now if you're if you're not familiar oh, Dennis with, Quaid. with the jaws franchise there's there's no way this is gonna be a blast it's about sharks and uh what yeah yeah with big dare I say it Jaws. (laughs) (laughs) So the uh, the main character from the first two films, 
Chief Brody had had two sons. And in Jaws 3D, it's supposed to be following those sons when they're grown up, right? Uh, it takes place at a SeaWorld in Florida. One of the sons, played by Dennis Quaid, he, he works there. And then the other son is more like a, he's like a cowboy. I don't know. He shows up to visit, but he hates water and doesn't like... For obvious in. reasons. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I honestly hate this movie already. I don't. I actually, this is one of like one of my favorite Jaws movies. Yeah. Leia Thompson's in it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> dude, she looks good in this movie. Louis Gossett Jr. Yeah, she's like she's super young. Um, she's kind of a romance. And Louis Gossett Jr. He looks good in this movie too. For the brother, for the the one that doesn't like water, she coaxes him into the water on multiple occasions. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. for the sex, um, <laughs> which they don't actually have, but. It's for the offer of sex, mm-hmm. and then they get interrupted because brothers are dicks. That's the message of the movie. Oh, the, the shark doesn't interrupt sexual not, relations. Not the first time. <laughs> and this, admittedly, the second time they're in one of those little paddle boats. So there's no way they're going to be. Right. You know the ones that have like it's like a donut. Oh, Two people yeah. can sit in it and pedal yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. You, there ain't no way you're getting frisky on that. I, I just need to know because I haven't watched a lot of these in a really long time. Is this the one with the dream sequence? Where no, no, that's the revenge. No, no. and so that's. But I'm going to get okay. into that. Okay. So, so the whole plot of this one is that uh, a baby great white gets into the park, into the their big tank that's connected to the ocean, and they have it closed off or whatever. Uh, it's it attacks somebody that's we're down there working on this thing, and this is supposed to be like super state of the art. They've got like tunnels that go under the water, and this big control center with a big window that looks out into the tank and all those kinds of stuff like that. Um, they capture the baby great white and the, well, someone wants to kill it. Someone else just wants to like, we'll be the first people ever to have it in captivity. And so that's what they do. But Lewis Gossett Jr. is the greedy park manager. And he's like, no, put that shit on display right away. And the shark goes into shock and dies. And then mama great white is also in the park unbeknownst to everyone else and goes on a fucking rampage as you'd expect. Um, and then in the end, they, they blow it up. Uh, yeah, no grenades. That, that, uh, <laughs> Which that is, checks out. They, and they blow it up in the dumbest way, too. I mean, the, oh, look. because it was 3D. <laughs> well, yeah. So, and just to, to preface this, so this was back when, when 3D was when you had to wear the goggles with the, with the glasses, like little paper glasses with the oh, red and the, oh, the you mean like screen. today? No. Oh, no. Awkward. And, uh, there's, there's scenes. Where it's intentional, like something is, and it's kind of off color because it was supposed to be hovering above the image of the screen, <laughs> like a like a hand, or the shark's teeth at the end when they blow it up. It's it's really bad in those situations. Yeah. Overall, I don't think the movie's that bad. Um, and apparently, the studio did though because when they made Jaws: The Revenge, they ignored three. They were like. Three didn't happen, so we're going to end our epic thing by saying that the shark's magic and fucking track this family down, which is like the dumbest plot I've ever heard, but yeah. that that was their answer to three. They're like, well, this this realistic scenario is stupid. We're going to go with this, so just ignore all that. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So the revenge is the one where the girl has the dream sequence in the pool and the shark like eats her in the pool and then she wakes up, right? Which which movie Honestly, is that? I don't even remember. I just know that the revenge is the one where the son, like Brody, Chief Brody, has died. He's he's had a heart attack, and they're blaming it. His wife thinks it's because of the shark. He's stressed about the shark, so he <laughs> dies. 
Um, their one of their sons is a, the youngest son. Yeah, he works Sean. for the police. He's going to clear out some buoys or something, and he gets killed by the shark. The other son is uh, like a water scientist. What's the technical? He's a marine biologist. A marine biologist. There you go. He's off on an island somewhere in the Caribbean. Yeah. I actually the just same, like water scientists yeah. forever. The That's... same, the same shark <laughs> goes from where they are to that island, tracks nope. him fucking down. Nope. And tries to kill, and the mom goes to warn him and all this stuff, and so that's why it's the revenge, cause this time, the shark means business. Oh, and Mario Van Peebles is in it. Yeah. <laughs> well, well. And, then my, you, and Michael Keane. Then you and know Michael it's King. gold. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's just okay. such a dumb premise that this yeah. shark just instinctively knows where the fuck they are. <laughs> the, look, the only reason I bring that up is because, uh, I have had nightmares, uh, for, like, I'm terrified of sharks as much as I love the ocean. I love to swim. Uh, I'm a big fan of water. Like, I don't have a fear of water, uh, but I am terrified of sharks. And it is because some bitch in one of these movies had a dream sequence where she's swimming in a normal backyard pool and a fucking great white, like, attacks her and kills her in this dream. And I have forever, like, since I was a kid until I'm an adult, I just assume that sharks exist in any pool of water. It doesn't matter what it is. Well, if it's ghost shark, it does. Yeah, no, I, Danny, you're absolutely right. Yeah, unfortunately, look, I think we've mentioned on the show before, Jaws never does anything for me in a... <sighs> in a horror sense, because it's just like, yeah, just don't don't go in the water. I mean, that's it's a good plan. And being a guy who hates yeah. the beach anyway, yeah. I'm except a, for I'm I think, fine. except for revenge, when he like actually attacks like the shark actually like eats people who are on the pier that like they're not actually in water. Yeah, but he's near water. Yeah, but I, I, the fact that like if you if you're at like Rubio's at Huntington Beach and then the fact that like you mean Jaws can eat you there, like No, he's not that close. Like he's actually on the fucking water. It's not like the shark jumps out, hops in a car, goes to it and like <laughs> No 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 no, like no there is absolutely I think it's ju- I think it's the I think it's number four where it's like if you are standing anywhere near water, this shark will kill you. Yeah, but this is also a shark that can track people down. <laughs> Across the continent, yeah. essentially. Touche. Touche. And I think the From shark- From New England all the way down to the Caribbean. And I think the shark gets there before the mom. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, and we have someone, uh, is commenting about when they saw Jaws 3D for the first time. Uh, it says we saw Jaws 3D when it came out and the projectionist mixed up the 3D, or the third and the second film reels when that was still a thing. So we watched the ending before act two set up. So we were all like, what the fuck, when the shark died, and like an hour later, a bunch of dead people were suddenly alive. <laughs> and they said, uh, they said that's a better version of the film, by the way. <laughs> it would be it's like a happier I ending. Do, that's Everybody one of those moments alive. where I'm just like, give me my fucking money back. There actually wasn't a really big body count in uh, Jaws 3. No, I think it was only like three or four people? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. At most. So, But hey, it was in 3D. Like one guy gets swallowed by the shark. Hole. hole and gets <laughs> and like crushed his hand, to death inside. And his hand is still floating on the shark's tongue. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's, how they, that's how they kill it, by the way. The guy had a grenade in his hand that he apparently couldn't pull the pin on. And uh, the main guy, uh, Dennis Quaid's character, makes a, a rod and kind of puts it in the shark's mouth to pull the pin on the grenade and it blows the shark up. Cause, in 3D. Because science. So and anyway, I will say this. The scene where the shark comes through the glass in the control room, holy shit. 
it couldn't look any faker. <laughs> like, I don't even, like, you could do like a, like a 2D drawing of a shark and put it in front of the camera and it would look better than what they did. Wow. Yeah. Uh, quick question. Have we done Alien 3 yet on this? I don't know. I don't, no, we haven't. We're, we're reaching the point where I can't even remember. Yeah. Okay. Well, well next week, next week, because you did John's 3D, I'm going to do Orca. Okay. Cause honestly, like when you were like, I'm going to do the Untouchables, I was like, didn't we do that already? Yeah. No, so we haven't. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to let everybody know because I just watched it, uh, today. I'm doing Alien 3 next week. Okay. Yeah. And I'll be doing Orca. I'll be doing Jaws the Revenge. <laughs> oh, please solid. do. No, let's solid. Fucking, let's do it. I'm only doing that if I can find it. I'm not going to go seek it out. Look, I paid for Cool World, like, so I've yeah, done some things. It's free. I ain't paying for it. I'm not renting Jaws the Revenge. <laughs> anyway. I've, I've done some shit <laughs> for this. All right. Well, I, actually, I am, uh, it's, the yeah, the effects are completely dated. Yeah. But I kind of liked it. Yeah. So okay. I'm going to give it a blast. Wow. Every All scene right. without All the shark, right. is, it's a good movie. Yeah. Solid. I, like I said, I honestly feel like it's a better story than Jaws the Revenge. And the fact that they were like, we're going to ignore three ever happened. You know, it's like maybe just don't do the 3D effects. You would have been fine. Uh, all right, guys, let's move on. So this last week, uh, Avengers Infinity War trailer dropped mm-hmm. and the internet was a buzz. That's eh, uh, right. Some good, some bad. Yeah, I was about to say, like, what, do you, what, did, what did you guys think of it? Because I liked it. Uh, okay. Are we... Hello, darkness, my <laughs> old friend. <laughs> um, no, I look. I I was not at Comic Con. I was not at D twenty three. I watched the shitty, half awkward cell phone video recording of whatever the fuck they released at those events. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like I was still super hyped. This is. Uh, like for me, like I don't need a trailer to hype me up for Infinity War. Just because, like I'm a, I'm a huge Marvel film fan, and uh, despite uh, despite all of the mishaps that they've had, and and I do think, look, and I know DC fans are gonna fucking lose their goddamn minds because they can't stand somebody else to do something better than them, um, even though they're awful. Uh, Look, Marvel is not perfect, and they've they've had films that they've made that I I don't particularly care for, and I don't like, and I don't ever watch. Um, but they've had more hits than misses. So the the culmination of uh, I think it's what seventeen movies over ten years over ten years. Like, get the fuck out of here! I don't care what I see in a trailer. Like, I've got to see how that all comes together. Yeah. Like. There's, there's no fucking way, like, even if the trailer was awful, which it wasn't, like, it, it hyped me up, but like, even if there was no trailer, and the trailer was people reacting to watching it, I am still 100% down for Infinity War. Like, I've come too far, I've invested too much of my life into this franchise to, to not watch what the culmination of all of that is. Mm -hmm. So, that's, that's how I feel about it emotionally. <laughs> uh, um, I, 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 I don't see why a bunch of people are like, Meh, it was whatever. Like, this trailer had like literally everything I wanted to see a, like a teaser have. Like, I know that sounds weird, but mm-hmm. like, this did a great job of just getting me amped for. You, you felt appropriately teased. I felt appropriately teased, exactly. Like, I want more. Um, yeah. 
the, the way it opens with everybody reading that first little bit of dialogue from the first movie, mm-hmm. um, that was great. Um, like, and I don't know if you want to like just actually get into the trailer right now, what we saw, what we didn't yeah, see. Yeah, yeah get uh, into it. But like all the like the, the the little snippet of Vision looking like Paul Bettany and not like Vision. Yeah. Um, what's that about? I want to know more. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, he's the vision. He can just fucking make himself look like Paul Bettany. I guess. <laughs> he can look like whatever the fuck he wants <laughs> until he gets that fucking thing ripped out of his head. And that motherfucker going to die. Mean, that's another thing. We, we got we got little little quick flashes of uh, who was it? Ebony Ma and uh, Proxima Midnight from the Black Order. Mm-hmm. Um, we see Thanos for the first time. We yeah. hear him, and he has that great line: uh, "Fun is not something one considers when conquering the galaxy." But I have to admit, this brings a smile to my face. Oh yeah, it's so good. Oh. It's so good. And then, and then just watching him bitch slap Iron Man, it's like <laughs> you almost don't want to root for it, but you're also it's, like, it's oh, about yeah, time. No. <laughs> yeah, y'all motherfuckers ain't ready. <laughs> this is for Civil War. Because <laughs> he does. Like he, like he might as well have just dark side backhand Iron Man at that point because it's so effortless. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, you know, Tony Stark was in, like, he got his arm and was like, all right, let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> He's yeah. like, nope. For sure. I don't it's, know. Yeah. yeah. Based on recent films, he might not even be in that fucking suit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I agree. And, and the one thing I, I really like about the trailer is that, uh, you do finally get to see, and, and again, this, this comes from the universe that they've set up, but like, you get snippets of seeing people together that you never thought you would see together. Yeah. It's like, you, you see Doctor Strange standing next to, uh, the Hulk. And it like, you know what I mean? Like, it, it, standing next to Bruce Banner, and then you, you get to see Tony Stark entering the, the it, it's just, there's all of these things. You get Thor meeting the Guardians of the Galaxy, and it's just like, they've spread this universe so wide, and now, you get to see these people you never thought you would see on screen together, and they're 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 like running towards danger together. Like it's that. that to I will me say is that enough. shot of all of the uh, Avengers. Who was it? it? Was Cap? It was uh, uh, Black Widow, War Machine, Falcon, yeah. Hulk, Panther, and yeah, uh, Lupita Nyong'o. I don't know her character name yet because we haven't seen her movie yet. But uh, all of them running towards whatever's coming after. Like, yeah, that oh that shot was great. Yeah. Get this man the shield. Get this man a shield. So, that was such a great line. Yeah. No, it's fantastic. And it's uh, uh, it spawned like a thousand memes on <laughs> <laughs> Look, when Captain America celebrates No Shave Ember, uh it's it's a big deal. Yeah. The internet is gonna pay uh, attention. And I, I will say, like, I like him better with the beard. Yeah. Not even gonna lie. But but again, I, I think uh it, you know, aside from the trailer, and I think it was very well done, um I I have so much faith in the Russo brothers. I, like they just, those directors have not let me down yet. Um, I, I, to me, I feel like the Winter Soldier is probably the best Marvel movie that they've made so far. Um, I, I think they've managed to juggle so many different storylines in a single thing. And even Civil War with, uh, look, you can get into all the semantics of how overcomplicated the villain's pot was, but, the way they were able to juggle an already super complicated storyline, like yeah. the Civil War, it like I it's think people huge. 
I, I, I think people minimalize how big of a scope that that storyline is in the comic universe. Like you read the comics and it's like, they didn't even come close to touching on all the different things that happened. Like they had to take this huge, like comic verse scope that changed everything and they had to condense it into a film. And the fact that they managed to do that and make it mildly coherent, like, you gotta give the guys a high five. Like, they clearly understand how to take multiple storylines and combine them all into one and to give them the directorial ability to do Infinity War. I, like, I'm sold. I'm down. I, I don't think any of us were doubting that. No. <laughs> look, but no, I, look I, the I, internet's I, a weird place well, for now. I know well, what you're saying though. Like, you, like, the Russo brothers, they know what they're doing. Yeah. Like, and, like, to just look at it and go, man, Civil War was whatever. Like when you when you look at how big like in the comic book versus Civil War was, that movie actually did some justice to that comic book run. Yeah. So I mean, well, it's just so the thing that the internet has been losing the shit over has been the special effects, the CG in the trailer. That's that's where everyone's been. Like I don't even know how many things I saw. They were bitching about it, and people were like, "Oh, you all were talking shit about Steppenwolf and Justice League." Yeah, look at Thanos. And so here's my thing: I posted up a picture on the Jack of All Nerds uh, Facebook page a little while ago that uh, with a post about my thoughts on it. Because when I first saw the trailer, I watched it a couple times through. uh, Because I was, I was there in that same kind of headspace where I was like, "Some of these effects don't look that good to me," and I stand by that. I think, Mm -hmm. uh. Iron Spider looks like shit. Yeah, I, I, yeah. No, I agree. I, I, I don't agree. like the way it looks. I mean, it's okay at best, but it's not like and and somebody uh, I guess didn't read my post and they just saw the pictures and they were like, "Well, this isn't the finished product. They're gonna fine tune some things." And it's like, well, sure, but also on the other side of that is that Marvel doesn't rush things. Like, right. they don't do what Warner Brothers does. So what we're seeing is not a rush job. Right. And it, I'm not saying that's the final product, but if they thought for a minute that anything looked like shit, they wouldn't be like, throw it out there. Yeah. So to me, this is probably pretty close to what we're going to see. Yeah, I agree. And uh, and there was a lot of complaints about the way Thanos looked, how he's lighter skinned and he's more purple and he doesn't have his fucking helmet on. And But that's what's... Nobody even commented on that. They're just Whoa. like, look how garbage he looks. And it's like, first off... And that's when my picture breaks down. Yeah. yeah I, okay. I, did, I did the screenshot from the movie of him. Mm. Then I did another screenshot where I just added the helmet. <laughs> and then I did another screenshot where I added the helmet and darkened his skin. Uh, the thing of it is, every time we've seen him up to this point, he's been in the cold black of space. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably going to look a little different in Earth's atmosphere. Well, and I, I think it was, it was one of the Russos was being interviewed and they're like, somebody asked him, why doesn't Thanos have his trademark armor on? And he said, well, look at it this way, right? Uh, when we see him at the end of Age of Ultron, you know, he's got the gauntlet, he's got his armor on, right? Since then, he has been traveling throughout the cosmos trying to find uh, these Infinity Stones on kind of like, it's it's a spiritual journey for him, all right? In that process, he has decided that he doesn't need his armor because he has the Infinity Stones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so... I can't argue with that. Well, but the reasoning behind it is irrelevant. It's the the internet is saying that well, he doesn't look right. He doesn't look like he did in the previous movies, and it's like, 
he's just not wearing his helmet. <laughs> <laughs> and like the whole, it looks like Josh Brolin had sex with a thumb. <laughs> and it's like, I mean, yeah, accurate, and, and look, but, but still. That's the thing. Like, sure, he he looks like a human and a thumb had a baby. But he's always looked that way. He just isn't wearing a fucking helmet now. Yeah. Like, if you look at that picture I did, just putting the helmet on, you're like, oh, yeah, no, that he looks like he did before. Like, that's all that's different. Yeah. Well, and it's also like, yeah, like they, <laughs> you guys, like, I, I don't know if you know this, and I, and I know this is, this is really hard, and, I, and I'm going to say this, and this is going to be really controversial, um, but Thanos isn't real. <laughs> What? I know, I know. I like I'm fucking breaking barriers right. down. He's not the, he's not he's not real like Steppenwolf. Okay? Yeah, I mean, look, he's no Steppenwolf, but uh, but look, Thanos isn't real. Like, there's there's no way to like recreate this character that has only existed in pages on comic books and maybe a handful of animated films that everybody doesn't like. So <laughs> you know, so it's, it's like. True. Like you, you guys have to fucking back off a little bit. And look, I, I am speaking as someone who gave Justice League's, uh, you know, special effects a lot of shit because it was awful. And the difference is, all of the special effects in the Justice League were terrible. So it, it would be different if it was like, oh, they just didn't do Steppenwolf good, but like everything else was great, and like I believe the scenery and all of that. But it's like, they didn't do that. Everything in Justice League, as far as special effects, looked terrible. From the backgrounds, to the scenery, to the action sequences, to the color palettes, to every everything looked terrible. So, like, I'm fine in understanding that, like, you have to create a, <laughs> a mythical cosmic being that is purple by nature, that shows up in the Earth at- Earth's atmosphere, and... Yeah, he's gonna look a little fucking weird, and he's not gonna look like Planet of the Apes because he doesn't fucking exist. Like, yeah, he's gonna look like a computer-generated character. I'm okay with that, as long as all of the backgrounds look real, and it looks like it's Earth, and they don't do the... Like, all of that kind of stuff is fine for me, you know what I mean? I think that a lot of the... the, where that all came from is the hardcore DC... Because I don't... I never understood this whole like dc marvel camp thing just like the whole star wars star trek thing like you have to like one not the other bullshit because i I like all of it Mm -hmm. and so to me when you have those people who draw that fucking line in the sand and then this comes out and then they have to defend justice league and it's like you you don't have to right this is its own thing. Yeah, it's, it's. But that—that's where I feel like that came from. Is these people who are just like, well, I just Steppenwolf, Thanos, and so I. But do they? Does Thanos look infinitely better than Steppenwolf? No, they're both CG characters. Sure. Uh, and until we actually like, if you look at a still photograph of Thanos from the film, I would say. Yes, he does look a little bit more realistic than Steppenwolf, but we won't know until we watch the fucking movie and exactly. see them yep. in action. So exactly. we're gonna have to reserve yeah. that judgment for there. Yeah. But like I said, I mean, being a you know a fan of everything, when I saw the trailer, I did think I was like, yeah, it's this this Spider Man hopping around in his iron suit. Does, sure. it's just it's a little too fucking shiny for me. It doesn't look yeah, right, yeah. and yeah. you know, and I can I can say that I and I yeah. you know what I mean. Like I'm not. 
I'm not it, saying that Marvel's better than DC or one and it, or the but other. But it doesn't take anything away from how much I want to see this film. And like, and look, we've, we've talked at length about the Justice League and the, the things we liked and didn't like. And look, we've, we've concluded that the film is actually pretty enjoyable and it's actually not that bad and it's pretty fun. But the, the, the CGI is shit. Like, it's awful CGI for a movie that is supposed to be your tentpole. But that doesn't make it any less fun. Like, the movie's still fun. It just has shitty CGI. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you've got, you've got this, you know, Avengers Infinity War that's supposed to be the tentpole. And okay, maybe, maybe, just maybe, they don't live up to the CGI effects that you're hoping for. That doesn't change the fact that this is 17 films in the making. Like, yeah. what matters is the story that they're telling. That's what really well, matters. I mean, like, and, and like you said, it's it, with part of the problem with Justice League is that because we were already going into that with the previous films, thinking, right, you know, it's not going to be good. Whereas, like you said, we we know that Marvel has a good track record. So right. even if the trailers are, you know, less than stellar, we're yeah, have faith in the product. Right. The and, and, and there's not 17 films that come that's before true. the Justice League. There's yeah, two. That's true. And um, that's it. Right, <laughs> well, let's, let's do this. So when we come back, I, I want to do a little bit more on the trailer because I want to talk about the uh, the stones that he does have. Yes. And we can speculate. Yes. On, on some stuff. Uh, yeah. So we'll do that. Uh, if you that's, wish to join the conversation. What? I was going to say, that Thanos, he has stones. Not enough. Not enough, though. He doesn't have all the stones. <laughs> what? No, no, uh, no. Okay, all right. All right. Okay, I think but you put, put some nuts in your mouth. Okay. You just shut up. Stop talking. Got it. Got it. Check. That checks out. You're so good. <laughs> <laughs> if you wish to join the conversation, give us a call on 909-360-8330 or message us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash jack of all nerds. Or on twitch.tv forward slash Jack of All Nerds. We will be right back. It's uncensored. It's live 24 7. It's chaoticradio.com. Hey, bub, you're listening to the Jack of All Nerds on Chaotic Radio. Don't go anywhere, or else. Welcome back to the Jack of All Nerds on Chaotic Radio. Tonight... We're talking about the Infinity War trailer, and uh, before the break, we had discussed a lot of the the internet stuff that's been going around about the trailer and the special effects. But right now, let's let's dive into let's dissect this trailer a little bit. So it's a good word. There is a scene in the film where Thanos is doing the boom. I got the power glove, uh, <laughs> <laughs> showing off uh, showing off that he already has two of those stones. Mm-hmm. Uh, which looks to be the space and mind stone. Uh, not the mind stone. It's not the mind stone. It's the power stone. Power stone. The they one from uh, Guardians. The purple and the blue. Purple is the power stone. So they switched them around from the comics yeah. to the. The mind stone the is what Vision has in his head. It's the right. yellow one. Yeah. yeah. I feel like he should have more, right? 
Well, well, there's, his, well the, this movie's probably going to be about him getting. Yeah, what, but I, I feel like yeah, I feel like despite well, all the plans that have failed, I feel like he's still been able to recover most. Well, the only one that isn't on Earth, the only two that aren't on Earth are the Power Stone and the Space Stone, the Tesseract and the the Orb. Mm-hmm. And so, pretty much, I think this movie's going to open up with him raiding Xandar. And getting the. Are you sure we're even going to see that? Because yeah, we might we might not even see it. But he's he's yeah, the movie's going to start out and he's already going to have it, or we're going to see like just a quick little snippet of him raiding the vault at the Nova Corps. Yeah, because like I feel like he would have already had it when he shows up at the end of, or, you know, when his ship shows up at the end of Thor. Yeah. So so maybe yeah maybe he already I, has I it. Don't know that we're going to see it, but then, but I mean we do get that snippet of Loki holding the Tesseract, which we all know is the Space Stone now. So, uh, Loki might be giving it to him as a way to say, hey, sorry, or... I don't know. I felt like Loki was in a different place at the end of Thor. So, like, so do I. And we see, I, like... I have no doubt that he stole it from yeah, the Oh, vault. yeah. Oh, yeah, but, for sure. Um, but I, I don't know that he just willingly gives it up to Thanos. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that... I, I know everybody is, like, wildly speculating about his yeah. motivations there. But uh, I, re- I really do think that uh, especially with the way Thor Ragnarok worked and, and the way they did things, I, I feel like they really did try to set, they really did try to set the tone for everybody really being on the same side. So for, regardless of how mischievous and villainous Loki can be, uh, I think they really did try to put him on the right side of history because I, I don't know that it would make sense to put him on the side of Thanos. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I think that, I, I think that that's because Thanos doesn't need any sidekick. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, okay, so you've got Guardians of the Galaxy here. We've got Ronan, who's a one note villain. And then you have Nebula, who's like, a, you know, you're not really sure where she lies. And it, so, and, and even with Avengers, where you've got, you know, Loki, who's actually working for Thanos. It's like, there's, there's a lot of layers there, but like when Thanos finally shows up, he is supposed to be the end all be all. Like yeah. there is no help. There is no, there's nobody he needs to fucking take out the Avengers. That's the whole point of this guy being there. So whatever his reasoning for offering up the Tesseract, it's it's gotta be it can't be I'm out it's of kind of like a plea bargain like he's saying hey here's a tesseract leave the asgardians alone yeah it, it's got to be something like that where he honestly thinks he's doing the right thing yeah uh, i don't think it's malicious i i don't think he's going to be a villain in this one because I, I definitely think that we're gonna we're gonna see that exchange i think we're yeah. gonna see him yeah. get that stone i don't know that we'll see the one that's on xandar um also, I'm kind of surprised he doesn't already have the reality stone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. right? Since that was left with the collector. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, the I, last time we saw him, he was left in shambles talking to Howard the Duck. Yeah. Well, but I, I think that, I think that was my, my biggest question out of the entire trailer is like, why doesn't he have more stones? Like, why do we only see him have two stones on this infinity gauntlet when it's like, dude, we've watched you try to track these things down for 17 movies. Like, at yeah. least three, right? Like, you know what well, I mean? Like, well, he's getting, he's, well, it's obvious, like, from 50%. the trailer that he's going to get the Mind Stone because we see, uh, Ebony Ma ripping that stone out of Vision's head. Yeah. So. And, and I think, I mean, to, to be perfectly fair, he, 
he didn't have the Mind Stone to begin with because that he's the one that gave the scepter yeah. to Loki. That's true. To yeah, do you're right. Business, uh, and I think that was in an effort to probably yeah. gain more stones. I mean, yeah. we know we do know that the Time Stone is on Earth with Doctor Strange. Most of them are. Uh, and that's why he doesn't have them. He's been trying to get to Earth. Yeah. Are most of them? Yeah. Uh, the Soul yeah. Stone is, everybody's saying the Soul Stone's going to show up in Wakanda because that's the last movie we have that, yeah, that before Infinity War. Um, the Mind Stone is with The Vision. Mind Stone's with Vision. Um, we don't know where the Reality Stone is, but the Eye of Agamotto is on Earth. Um, and that's it, right? And then yeah. Thanos has the other two. I, I, and also the, the other thing I have to consider too is like, uh, uh, Infinity War is two movies. So that means that if if Thanos shows up on Earth with two Infinity Stones, by the end of that movie, he might get all six. Like, there's there's yeah, a, no the the first movie is definitely going to end on a cliffhanger. Yeah, this this is the Empire Strikes Back of the Marvel universe. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. It's like not this is not going to end well. <laughs> People are going to die yep. in this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and I I and honestly, I I know this is awful, and I. I, I'm gonna regret saying it, but like, I honestly am looking forward to people dying. And, and I, I wanna preface that by saying that like, for the first time in almost any superhero film, aside from Winter Soldier and Civil War, just because I know how that story plays out, this is the first time where like, the stakes are actually high. Like, the villain that shows up has consequences that change everything going forward this is not a one-note villain that everybody's going to finish in a single movie like although i will say this there are certain characters that you know make it through just fine yep because their movies come out after yeah so so ant-man and the wasp we're gonna be fine totally fine captain marvel fine well captain marvel i don't even think she's gonna be in this yep uh i think she's gonna be in at least one of those two movies oh yeah she'll she'll be in one of the two yeah for sure yeah. Every, especially, especially if Xandar has been destroyed while they say I was getting that thing. Like, yeah. she works for Novacore, so she's yeah, gonna. Uh, but they said her movie is gonna be, uh, placed in the 90s. It's gonna be a period piece. Yeah, in the I, 90s. St- I still don't think that matters. I, I, I think, I think the, cause the Russo brothers have already alluded to the idea that, like, we don't even know the scope of how many characters are going to show up in this film. Yeah. They've, they've said that from the beginning, like before filming even started. So I, I think we're, I, I think we're in for something pretty special when it comes to Infinity War and, and the second vert and the I'm second movie. Sorry, I'm just looking at a still image of this, this iron spider suit and it looks, it looks like. Uh, this sequence was directed by J.J. Abrams. There's so many fucking <laughs> lens, flares. lens flares off of Spider-Man that it's, it's bugging the shit out of me. I'm gonna stop, I'm gonna stop oh, looking shit. at it. It's anyway, so uh, but yeah, I, I, I like, I, I, and I, I know this is awful and I know everybody that, like, nobody wants to admit it, but like, Chris Evans' contract comes yeah. up at the end of this film. Robert Downey Jr.'s contract comes up at the end of this film. I'm pretty sure Chris Hensworth's contract comes up at the end of this film. Like these people that you have watched for 17 movies, they're they're pretty much done. So unless they magically sign some contract between, well, they would have already had to have done it. Well, here's so, the thing. Here's the thing. In the comics, and I think Marvel's been kind of planning or hinting at this in their comics. Every one of those characters has been replaced by somebody else. Yep. 
Iron Man has been replaced by Riri Williams. Yep. Uh, Thor has been replaced with Jane Foster. And Captain America has been uh, replaced by both Bucky Barnes and uh, yep. Falcon. So and, and Bucky Barnes' contract is longer than Chris Evans. Yeah. Like, he signed a longer movie deal. And so... Look, I, I know, I know everybody's like, oh, they just haven't signed pen to paper, but it's like, guys, if they haven't done it now that this movie has wrapped, like, they're probably not coming back. I, I know that's, I know that's painful. I know we all, we all want to see Chris Evans biceps. I get it. But like, yeah, I, I, I don't think he's going to make it between these two films. I, and that's, that's fine. And that's fine. And well, that's fine. And, and honestly, I feel like most of the characters will probably make it through the first film. Yeah. Yes. We may see one or two right. deaths just like a, for the whole cliffhanger purpose of yeah. it. But I think if there's any sacrifices that are going to be made, I think they're going to happen in part two. Well, yeah. I think I think it'd be great if you have the, like, the founding members of the Avengers. So you have Cap, Iron Man, and Thor. They do the, the sacrifice play. Yeah. Well, and, and they've, and Kevin Feig has already been pretty, pretty explicit and, and straightforward in saying that, like, Infinity War is the definitive end to everything we've seen before. Yeah. Like, he, he's made no mistake about that, that, like, everything that happens after Infinity War is a different story. Like, they are wrapping, they're wrapping up and they're starting new. Yep. Essentially, like, and he's been very which clear about that, which, which is, is great. Good, because, like you say, if it is seventeen films, it's a lot of fucking. Movies <laughs> it's a lot to, <laughs> to have an overarching storyline. Yeah. People are like, hey, you guys want to watch the events of uh, Infinity War unfold? You got a couple days. <laughs> That's a lot of fucking movies. Fuck you got a week? Yeah, for sure, for sure. It's it's like the only thing slightly maybe close to longer is like the extended versions of Lord of the Rings. I was like that's a Titanic. That, that, like, yeah, <laughs> Titanic for sure. Uh but no, I and I, I think it's great and I, I think um and I think this is something that DC and Universal and all of these other people that try to create universes, I think they miss is that this vision was set in place from day one. Like, yeah, they made people sign six film contracts, but they sign those contracts knowing that, hey, by the way, your character's going to die in such and such a film. And that, like, I know that's harsh to say, but at the same time, it's like they, they plan the story out in an unprecedented way. And they said, hey, we want to tell the story. How long is it going to take us? Okay. It's going to take us 20 movies. Awesome. Let's, let's tell the story over 20 movies and see where it goes. And they took the gamble, and then everybody else was like, "Cool, we can do it in two. And it's like, that, "That's not, that's not, that's not how that works, guys. Like, you've you've got to set the tone. So now, when these characters die, it's going to be sad. But those characters die, and we know that somebody else takes up that mantle, and well, they get to create a whole new universe. And I mean, to be fair, I don't know that they, when Iron Man was made, I don't necessarily believe. That they were like, all right, we've got this twenty picture planned. Oh and no, I, for sure, no, sure not when at Iron all. Man came out. They were like, let's make this. Yeah, and we'll throw in this fun little teaser at the end that mentions the Avengers, so that people will be like, oh shit. Uh, and then when it did what it did, for sure. Then they were like, we got a plan. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure that's how yeah. that went down. But uh, even if it did, like, that's that's still amazing foresight to be like, yeah. hey, let's. Let's pick one person to lead the charge for everything that we're doing. And until he fucks up completely, 
we're just going to let him run. Yeah, it's it has worked. Yeah, uh, we did have someone uh, comment said uh, this is going back to talking about whether Thanos is going to actually they're going to show him. Mm-hmm. Like the stones that I could imagine they'll have Thanos recover stones on screen as a possible way to bring in non Avenger heroes like Xandar contacts the Guardians after it's stolen and so on. Mm-hmm. Oh, that makes sense. That's actually a really good point. Yeah. That's uh that's a good link to like aside from Thor meeting the Guardians of the Galaxy. That's a good reason to like. Bring the guardians into the fold. Well, I can see, yeah. I can see it playing as, um, you know, because we know Thor is going to get fucked up by Thanos' ship. Yeah. So yeah. I can yeah, see a Thor. It, a lot of it does have to do with ha- whatever happens with Thor and yeah, and Thanos. Right. That is going to determine how for sure. the guardians for get sure. Guarded. And I think Thor is going to be like, "Hey, we need to go to Earth because Thanos is there," and the guardians are going to be like, "Well, why, why should we believe you?" And then they get that call from Xandar saying, "Hey." Thanos just came here and took one of the Infinity Stones. Yeah, no, and, and that makes sense, and I, I, that's clever, and especially because Guardians is, they are so tied to the Infinity Stones. Like, they are, they are very aware of their existence, so they, and well, they know, they know the destructive power. Yeah, right. Of at least one of them. Right. And so, and one of them, six and of look, them. and two of those people, two of the Guardians are gonna, they're gonna hear the name Thanos, and they're gonna be like, "Let's go get this motherfucker." <laughs> Rage quit. Yeah, one hundred percent. for sure, for sure. No, th- it's a great tie-in, and, and I think you know, once Chris Pratt hears Thanos is going to Earth, his home planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it's good. It's it's super clever. Yeah, the and the only I, person that might be like, "So, rocket, rocket, rocket. <laughs> yeah." I'm totally down to see but that that's with just Banner. Rocket. Yeah. And he's gonna be like. <laughs> Yeah. Why do you why do you care so much about the universe? Because <laughs> I'm one of the idiots that lives in it. <laughs> oh boy! All right, so I think that's enough talk about that. Let's uh, let's move on to our main topics. So uh, I was watching He Man again, and He-Man. The, the way that the show opened, I haven't seen honestly the cartoon since I was a kid. And when it gives the whole opening spiel about him explaining kind of his power and what he does. Uh, I was like, this is like a drug-induced 70s fever dream. I know it's it's a cartoon made to sell action figures. Like, I know that. But the concept of the cartoon just feels... It has that heavy metal kind of feel where it's just like there should be drugs and rock music playing and everything's like psychedelic. Like, that's the vibe I got from this cartoon. I was like, why was this made for kids? Why is this dude in tight purple spandex... Mm-hmm. <laughs> like what what why did they think kids would be into this yeah and it's it's such a weird concept too that like he's in these purple and like light pastel colors and he's kind of useless as prince adam but then when he becomes he man <laughs> that's when he's like yeah let's do this and he can do all this shit and it's like wow that's pretty sexist actually yeah no um, it is it totally is you know like, yeah and you got you got to be shirtless to be a hero, guys. Well, and, and look, you got to remember, like this is like the eighties and nineties did not, like they didn't understand like like gender equality like at all. Um, like that wasn't a thing. I think they did existed. because they came out with Shira not long after. And Shira was a very similar thing. Like, yeah. pretty useless until she yeah. <laughs> became Shira. Yeah, no. they, they like yeah, sure. feminism. Sure, they they might have tried to like sell Shira, but like. The, the the gender roles were not that like no, because even Tila on the cartoon she's not mentioned when he and he's giving his opening spiel he's like and me with man at arms and 
uh, battle cat or whatever. I go out and I save the universe. She's not mentioned at all. <laughs> and she's always there. Yeah. But oftentimes when they get into combat, like she can do battle, but she usually winds up on the ground in a sexy pose. Yeah. Like as a damsel in distress. Yeah. Oh, in all fairness though, so does man at arms. But that's, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just a weird fucking cartoon. Yeah. Um, and then I never, I forgot about the little thing at the end where at the end of the episode, They'll be like, today this person was struggling with this. And there's like a lesson in there for kids, I guess, to like, I don't know, push the, the kid agenda. Sure. But that was back when, I remember a lot of cartoons did that. Power Rangers did. They did. did. G.I. Joe stuff. did that. Yeah. yeah. There, there was, I don't remember Except, any well, of the lessons. Power but. Rangers message was usually just kind of delivered in the episode, though. It wasn't, there wasn't like a recap at the end that was like, this was the fucking lesson. No, Pay no, no, no. They had, they had something. At, message. At the end. After the credits, there was like a little like two minute like not always though that was that that was pretty rare when they would do that. Yeah. So this now a message from the Power Rangers. Yeah, this has been like every episode thus far. Mm. So and it's like, I, I have not gone back and rewatched it. Says it says one so. season, but it's one season containing sixty five episodes. Get the fuck out of here! So I don't know that that's actually one season of television. I think it's one Netflix season with just a bunch of episodes. Yeah. So, Jesus Christ! Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to make it through. But That's, you, you realize, you realize there's, there's only like 52 weeks in, in a single year. Like that's, that's way too many episodes for a single season. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I wanted to kind of talk about cartoons that are, there are made for kids, but when you watch them, you're like, I, I don't think kids should be watching this. Yeah. Uh, oh, all right. I got one right, right ready to go. Oh, wow. Fire Danny's up. ready. SpongeBob SquarePants. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a solid one. So Holy you, shit! Now you're gonna have to like guide me through this because I've never seen one episode. I, of I haven't Bob. either, but I. Well, have... I'll tell you right now. I watched it. The, I think the first time I watched it, I was, uh, I want to say, fifteen or sixteen, mm-hmm. and like I got really into it. Um, because at fifteen or sixteen, you know about drugs, <laughs> and you know what they can do to a person. Sounds yeah. about right. And um. You look at, you look at SpongeBob and Patrick and they're just like, yeah, these guys are getting baked 90% of the time. Which, uh, which network was, uh, SpongeBob Nick. on? So it was on Nickelodeon. So yeah. it was, it was geared towards younger children. Yeah. I, d- I do feel like Nickelodeon has a pretty strong track record of yeah. airing, airing animated cartoons. Angry that Beavers. Should not be for Ren children. Random Stimpy. <laughs> yeah. Ah, real monsters. Yeah. yeah. Cause at least, at least like Cartoon Network, like they transitioned from like, I feel like they learned their lesson and they were like, okay guys, let's just call this Adult Swim and make it for people that are high and eating Taco Bell. Well, and we, I know we should, we should just clarify that that's who these cartoons are for. I, I do know, like we'll get obviously more into it, but I do know that some of the, uh, the cartoons on Cartoon Network that are kind of inappropriate for kids was part of a, a programming block called Cartoon Cartoons. Yeah. And it was a Friday night thing, and they were trying... that The objective was to get older viewers and teen viewers as well as kids. Mm. But in doing that, when you're designing a cartoon that you're trying to appeal to adults and teens, yeah, you right. have to make it more edgy. And in that regard, I think at some point you, you lose it where kids should be watching it. Yeah. You know, when you have characters that are... Uh, doing drugs. I want to say, was it Rocco's Modern Life? Uh, God, dude, worked as a like a sex phone sex, yeah, right? Yeah, he worked as a phone sex operator. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like I don't. 
And that was that wasn't even like a Friday night lineup. That, no, that was, was like that was daytime. That was daytime oh, Nickelodeon, Rocko. and it's like, are you fucking kidding me? Like you go back and watch Rocco's Modern Life, and there is no reason any child should watch that show. Yeah, the animators and the writers of that show got away with so much yeah. shit. Yeah, but things like Johnny Bravo, which oh was, my god, I was gonna that was, that was one of yeah. my that was one of my picks that was actually. One of those in that cartoon cartoons block where mm-hmm. it's like he's a womanizer. And yeah, no, he is stuff. he is literally everything that sexual harassment is today. Like <laughs> that whole cartoon is like, hey, uh, kids, uh, do you want to know what Harvey Weinstein did? Uh, watch Johnny Bravo. This is. This is how we can explain it to a five-year-old and how not to be. Like, Johnny Bravo is a fucking dick. Like, he's the worst. He's the worst. (laughs) He's literally everything you should not do when you approach women. All right. Well, let's, let's do this. Let's take our final commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to, we're going to dive into some of these and discuss them uh, at more length. Uh, if you have a suggestion of a cartoon you think is maybe inappropriate for the kids, uh, regardless of whether you love it or don't love it, uh, let us know uh, in the chat on twitch.tv forward slash jackofallnerds or on facebook.com forward slash jackofallnerds. We will be right back. ChaoticRadio.com You're listening to the Deadpool Show, starring me, Deadpool. What? What do you mean that's not on the cards? Oh, all right. You're listening to the Jack of All Nerds on Chaotic Radio. <laughs> Chaotic. I'm going to go get some pancakes. Welcome back to the Jack of All Nerds on Chaotic Radio. Tonight we are talking about cartoons that are meant for children but probably shouldn't be. <laughs> Before the break we already uh, mentioned a couple but we're going to get into a more deep conversation about these. So we had started, uh, you would mentioned Spongebob. Yeah. We didn't really get to get very far into that. Um, so drugs. Drugs. Yeah, no, yeah. that's, that's pretty much all cartoons <laughs> uh, that are meant for kids. Well, no, they have, they have, they like, I don't, they don't directly reference drugs, but like, they exhibit behavior, both SpongeBob, Patrick, and a couple of the other characters that, like, like, it's stoner behavior, man. Yeah. Uh, but I'll go as far to say, like, they did an episode in a SpongeBob called Sailor Mouth, and it's about SpongeBob and Patrick learn how to cuss. And like you never hear them say any expletives, but instead you hear them say like, like they'll say the word and it'll be bleeped out by like dolphin chatter, uh, or like a foghorn, yeah, or which, something. It's just still, yeah, it's it's yeah. inappropriate yeah. for a kid to be hearing. Yeah, <laughs> in the show they call them sentence enhancers. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Uh, we did have a listener chimed in that says my cartoon picks are Robotech and Voltron. Mm. Both had more adult storylines and way too much character deaths to have been made for kids to watch. Uh, I would say true for Robotech. I don't know. I haven't seen the original Voltron, so I wouldn't know. All right. Well, clearly they have. 
Yeah, completely. <laughs> they said I, so. I mean, so much about character deaths. I don't. <laughs> uh, I do. I one of the ones that I had picked was uh, was Johnny Bravo, and and I know we we kind of touched on it. And there's not a whole lot to go into, but just just the the idea that it's like this dude is like a womanizer, and like he literally embodies everything that sexual harassment is. Like he is like he's the worst. He's the fucking worst, and. Like, that was marketed for children. Like, children were supposed to be into Johnny Bravo. That yeah. was not... It didn't come on to Adult Swim until, like, way later. <laughs> until they were like, oh, yeah, kids probably should was watch it? this. I don't, I don't think Adult Swim was a thing yet at that point. Yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't It was all. still cartoon. Yeah. cartoon. Yeah. yeah, that was in their that was in their block of, you know, trying to appeal to everyone. Yep. That yeah. doesn't always work. There, there was a whole, there was a whole genre of cartoons, and and I think this is why we're we're talking about it. But there was a whole genre of cartoons that was like, "Hey guys, we want kids and non kids to like this," <laughs> and they they just created these like obscene, oh yeah, weird drug induced shows that that now they're like on Adult Swim at like midnight, yeah. where it's like, okay, cool, you guys smoked your blunt, you got your Taco Bell. You're good. Go ahead and watch Adventure Time. And now, like, you're set. That's cool. But before that, it was like, cool, 6 p.m. Let's go, kids. Like, <laughs> you ready? <laughs> yeah. There, and there's some that I want to say, like, Animaniacs rides the, the They ride line. the line. It does. Yeah. Because, it really does. Because you have, they have a lot of things that are borderline inappropriate. But then they're masked in a way that it's not so overt. And you have like lines like, be gone, pest, and give me the bird. We'd love to, really, but the Fox censors won't allow it. <laughs> oh, no, what was the other no. one? It was, uh, we need to, we need to find Prince. And then Dot shows up holding Prince, the musician. And Yako yeah. says, no, finger Prince. And Doc goes, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, I, it's like, it's, <laughs> There's one, uh, they're singing a Christmas song. It says the stockings were hung, uh, so our names clearly showed in the hopes that old Santa would bring a big load. And then Yaka goes, <laughs> good night, everybody. It is super like, cause uh, we, I will say Jess Hartnell and Rob Paulson are probably some of my favorite voice actors and they killed it on Animaniacs. Yes. Well, and, and Animaniacs is, I, I will agree with you that that one rides the line because you, you, like, so we take something like Johnny Bravo where it's like, okay, clearly that show was geared wrong and that show embodies a lot of things that like should not exist today and, and nobody deems appropriate. But you get something like Animaniacs that was, ex- like that was so ahead of its time. Like it, that show should not have existed when it existed. Like that show should come out now after things yeah. like Family Guy, South Park. Like that's when Animaniacs should really find its stride because it rides that line of things like you said where it's like, look, if you watch enough of those shows, yeah, sure, there's a ton of kid jokes in there. But the, the hello nurse, just the hello nurse is enough to be like, kids should yeah, watch this. It's a little lecherous, of course, but, <laughs> but I, I don't, and I don't know how to, I don't know what is is appropriate and inappropriate in a way because, like, again, a lot of these jokes, you're like, that's kind of crude. But it's done in such a way yeah. that as a kid, it goes right over your head. You won't notice it. Yeah, for and sure. And <laughs> there you go. That's our solar system. You forgot Uranus. Good night, everybody. <laughs> like, it was done so, so, so well. But, so good. But, yeah, I don't think as a kid you would necessarily 
walk away. Like, I don't think there's anything that's delivered in a way that yeah. if you repeated it, you yeah. would get, you know, you would get in trouble for it or something sure. like that. Well, well, not on Animaniacs. Cause they were, yeah. they were very clever in their writing. They yeah. were. They were no, very they, good. They really were. And but, they, they, I think they're, that show is probably one of the best that learned how to ride the line. Yeah. And while, while they didn't last as long as they should have, um, they, they really did straddle that line between like, hey, this is a kid's show, but also if you're an adult, fucking pay attention because yeah. we got some jokes well, and, for you. And that's the thing. Like if you, if you're trying to get something for a broad audience, if you can do that, if you yeah. can write it well yeah. to where there's little jokes that don't come across super crude, but they're, they're just enough to where an adult audience would be like, that's fucking funny. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'll and, say right now, Shrek. Uh, the whole, you think he's compensating for something. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Um, the genie in Aladdin. Yeah. That, yeah. that, that, I mean, Robin Williams, like, he, well, he made that for adults. Dis- Disney is pretty notorious for, yeah. uh, doing, doing things like that. I, I think when we talk specifically TV shows, like, I, and actually, th- a great example, because this is something that I've watched, uh, relatively recently is, uh, Batman the Animated Series. Um, while that show is obviously geared towards children and it's supposed to be a children, an animated version of Batman, if you watch it as an adult, the things that Batman deals with and forget his parents dying, just the, like the relationships he has and the things that he deals with, like emotionally, like those are all very adult problems. Like everything that happens in that show like i i just recently i because i did it get it you like that i do i just i want to see his parents die over and over and over um but i i I did uh mask of the phantasm as as a blast from the past recently and i i remember watching it as an adult and being like who the fuck let me watch this as a child like this is like super over complicated and like there's no reason you would understand anything that's happening in this story. But you were bamboozled by the animation. I was. Cool, I absolutely was. Cool Batman stuff. Yep. But that's but that's a great example of a yeah. show that that again kind of rides that line a little bit where it's like this is great animation and if you are uh, a kid and you want to be Batman and you want to go buy action figures at Target like this is a great show to watch. But when you start unpacking the plots and you really start getting into what's happening like. There's no child that's going to understand what's really going on. Like that is yeah. really geared towards adults. Uh, someone said Phineas and Ferb does a really good job at balancing the jokes and material for. Black yeah, I would agree. Adults. Yeah, I would absolutely um, agree. But something that doesn't, Ren and Stimpy Ren was. There. Oh my yeah. god! That was that was the most overtly I was, adult. I, oh my god! I was not allowed to watch Ren and Stimpy. Neither was as I. a child. Yeah. I mean, I and, and I love characters a, like Powder Toast Man. Yeah, and yet it was on Nickelodeon, wasn't yep. it? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I remember yeah. watching that as a kid, and like, it's so grotesque. It's yeah. so, even, oh my even God. Without, even if you take out, like, how they treat each other and, and some of the dialogue, just the visuals are so yeah. nasty in yep. some places. Yeah. That you're like, why is this made for kids? Yeah, why no, any, it is not. It is not made for children. Why did any executive <laughs> be like, yeah, we'll put that in the kids' lineup? Like, yep. <laughs> yeah. And that was on Nickelodeon. Yeah. <laughs> no, Ren, Ren and Simpy, I think, is, is one of the biggest offenders of just, cause it's not subtle the way Animaniacs is, or it, really any of the shows that we brought up so far. Like that one is, I remember being a, a kid and, uh, not being, like, I had to sneak episodes of Ren and Snippy. Like, that's how overly grotesque and vulgar that show was. It's mm-hmm. like, 
My parents watched one episode and were like, fuck you, you are not watching this show. <laughs> so I had to like wait till they fell asleep. Like this was like a, a big deal for me to watch Ren and Stimpy because yeah. my parents found it so offensive. Um, but it was, that was geared towards children. Like that was not, there, there was no adult swim for that. Like that was not Beavis and Butthead that like oh, yeah. aired on MTV. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, um, I think uh, Courage the Cowardly Dog was also kind of a little dark. It was dark, were, yeah. Uh, dealing with a lot of scary crap. Yeah, know, for, for sure. Kids. Yep. So. That uh, Angry Beavers. Never, I never saw. I never you saw never saw that. Angry Beavers. Angry Beavers is great. I mean, the, the most vulgar thing about that the, the title I think, itself. Was the title. Is it a show about beavers? It is. It's about uh, two beaver brothers, Dagwood and Norbert, uh, or Daggett and Norbert. Sorry. And, uh, they live in their really cool dam. And, uh, I think it was more writers just wanted to get dam in the show as much as possible. Of course. That's what you want. That's what you want for a kid's show. So. Just saying dam as much. Yeah. But there's an episode where, uh, like the salmon are spawning. And so, like, they have to explain what that means. And I don't think kids should know <laughs> what spawning means. Right. Yeah. I haven't seen that one. Uh, I have a couple that I want to bring up that are questionable as to whether they're in actually marketed for children or not. Okay. Um, but uh, they're easily accessible for children, so I don't know. Uh, the Simpsons being one. And the reason that I say The Simpsons is marketed towards children is that, uh, especially when I was a kid, there was so much kid merchandise mm-hmm. for yeah. The Simpsons. And, I mean, I fucking, I wanted to do the Bartman. I gotta tell you, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean, like that's I love The Simpsons. Yeah. And they, oh, there's they, a there's a video game, like yeah, yeah. And there's there's a lot of crude stuff in there. Sure. Um, well, and the, and The Simpsons is in this weird thing where it's like it it airs at a time where it should be for adults, but then it's also with the action figures, and we we kind of talked about this offline, but like Universal Studios has an entire Simpsons land. That's four kids. Like that. Like no adult is going into Krusty's Playland, and like you know, you know what I mean. Like, so I, I, just a, real quick, we just had someone mention that uh, going back to Ren and Stimpy. He said that Ren told Stimpy, "I'm the pitcher, you're the catcher." That was, like, Holy that was a line shit. from the show. Oh my god! Yeah, I I believe it. Like. I, even if he made it up, I'd be like, no, that's in there. Like, that's, that's fact, and we're fucking running with it. No, but I mean, they used to say obnoxious shit to each other. Yeah, no, know, they did. So I, they I did. definitely believe that. Um, anyway, yeah, Simpsons. Yeah, but, but, uh, like you said, it, it's, you know, there's, there's a lot of marketing for children to buy these things and want to go to the theme yeah. park and all of that, but it's like, they, they've been dealing with, you know, political climate and adult themes for, since its inception, like it's that show has been that was the original social commentary prior to South Park and Family Guy. Like they were, they're the originators of that. Like you would not have something like South Park and Family Guy if you didn't have Simpsons that kind of paved the way for them to like ride that line. So yeah, by that and in that same vein, what do you think about Futurama? I, Futurama's that's a that's when you start to get into because Futurama showed up. Like around the the Adult Swim time, mm-hmm. I feel like so. Yeah, but when it first showed up, it was on Fox, and then that's then Fox cancel it, and then it showed back up on, on uh, Adult Swim. 
Yeah. And then Comedy Central bought it and brought it back. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I don't know about that. Um, I mean, it, to me, that they're kind of in the same mm-hmm. thing. Like, Futurama is just the Simpsons in space. Like, yeah. No, it, space. it is. It really is. So. It really is. But that that's a hard show because I don't know that that was ever, I don't know that, I, like, that was never, like, necessarily marketed yeah. for children. Yeah. Like. And that's the thing, like. But I wouldn't say, I mean, the show, anyways, was marketed towards kids. Uh, the merchandise, absolutely. Yeah. But, uh, but, but, I, I, but in, mer- in, in, in marketing merchandise towards children, you expect, you have an expectation that they've seen the show. Yeah. To know what that's the merchandise true. is. That's true. Or that they buy the merchandise and then want to see the show. Yeah. Like there is an expectation there. And I, yes, I understand that a lot of cartoons have mer- merchandise for kids. Uh, my girlfriend and I were talking about this earlier, and she said that if you're just going, if that's your stipulation that it was marketed for kids, is that they have toys and stuff, then then you would have to include South Park. I don't remember South Park toys, but she said that they that those are I, and they, and they do exist. But I I do think that the campaign for South Park was never for children. Yeah. Like that no, aired on on Comedy Central on a like before Comedy Central was a thing, and that aired on a channel that kids just didn't watch. Like yeah. that. It was not marketed for children. Like, so regardless of toys, um, I don't think it was. So, and I, honestly, I'm going to take it a step back and I'm going to say things like Looney Tunes and Tiny Tunes, uh, kind of ride that borderline of Animaniac style humor. Well, like, it's because I think Looney Tunes, especially like when those cartoons were popular, I don't think they were meant for children. They were something that would play before movies and things like mm-hmm. that for adults. I don't necessarily think they were. And those dealt with some serious issues. But, they, but when too. they started re-airing them, yeah, and they, and they, like they were Saturday morning cartoons, yeah. like that's what they were a part of. And like the only people that are awake on Saturday morning are children. Like no adult is awake well, on like, Saturday morning. Thing, like a lot of kids' cartoons are inherently violent. Yes, you know yes. you've got your Tom and Jerry's, your <laughs> right. you know all those kinds. Yeah. Of when I think of Tom and Jerry, I think of Itchy and Scratchy. Yeah. Well, and, and but that's, that's I mean that's the parody yeah, of it's it's Itchy and Scratchy with blood. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but like you take things like um, what's his name, Cleghorn, Foghorn, Leghorn, Foghorn, like uh, dude, like that's that's racist shit. The racism in that guy, like now, now, look at here, boy. It's unbelievable. Like you watch that and you're like, there's, there's no way children should watch this. But they were like, nope, fucking nine a.m. on Saturday. Go at it, kids. Get your cereal. But at the same time, you What's get your problem with Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> but at the same time, if, like if I were to, I'm like, pretty sure I've heard him say the N word on at least one episode. <laughs> uh, like uh, what's Opera Doc? Uh, yeah. that's probably like one of the best uh, Looney Tunes, uh, Elmer Fudd, Bugs Bunny cartoons. Kill the rabbit. Kill the rabbit <laughs> with my spare <spirit> magic helmet. <laughs> Magic helmet. Yeah. Uh, that that's that's like got culture to it. That's got you know art in it. Mm-hmm. You know, like so. I think that I think a kid could watch that and learn something from it. Yeah. How to kill a rabbit. How to kill a rabbit. How to kill a rabbit. Magic helmet. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, like the whole like cross dressing Bugs Bunny thing. It's like, but see, that's what's what's funny is that. When you watch a cartoon through the eyes of a child, 
they don't see they don't see that they don't pick rat. up on that right. yeah you know you just see the rabbit being silly mm-hmm. you don't look at that with the adult ramifications of oh that's a cross-dressing rabbit right there that is trying to seduce that man into having sex with him <laughs> <laughs> like you don't see it that way so it does it, it does make it difficult to like just determine what where the cartoon reaches that inappropriate level i think things that uh, like you're saying, when they had an episode where they're bleeping out language, mm-hmm. it's like, but that's implied that they're swearing. And you know what I mean? I, when I was a kid, if, if a swear word ever popped out of my mouth, bar like, soap. Yeah. Yep. Yep. No, I got a belt. It was, I got like a bar of soap. It's more effective than, than a bar of soap. Uh, yeah. Don't ever, don't ever tell a girl at the pool she has nice tits when you're six years old. Cause <laughs> you'll get a bar of soap. Where, where did you even come up with that phrasing at six years old? Uh, an older kid uh, that I was friends with. God. Oh, shit. There's oh. a story there. I'm sorry. <sighs> I, look, as as crude as that is, if I were standing around and a six-year-old said, hey, nice tits, I would lose my I shit. I would lose it. I would lose it. I wouldn't even be able to. T- I would fucking high-five the kid. It's so inappropriate. I know it's awful, but it's like, dude. I, what are you gonna do? You've been watching Johnny Bravo, apparently. Like I don't know what you want. I don't know what you want to tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Watch oh. the hair, man. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But then you have like stuff like Family Guy is definitely not. No, it's not meant for, for kids. Sure. Yeah. For sure. Um, and and again, although it does have a big, I would say, kid fan base. But. It it does, but I I don't think that's a. It, it's not like Animaniacs where it was yeah. like, okay, this is clearly for children. However, adults, adults pay watch. attention. Yeah. This yeah. is like adults watch this, and then if you think your kid won't get what's happening, you can let them watch Family Guy. Like that's that's kind of where it goes because I, I mean, Family Guy del- delves into pop culture references that, like, as much as I love pop culture, there's sometimes where even I don't get the reference. And I have to, like, <laughs> like they, the, the they, Conway Twitty dude. They <laughs> they dig into some obscure fucking references on that show, and I get most of them. But every now and then they do one where I'm like, I I have no idea what the fuck. And now I've got to go down a rabbit hole as to why this is like culturally relevant. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then again, you take something like South Park, which is. Like clearly marketed for adults. Like that is not meant to be. Well, yeah. I mean, I would say for kids. Like anything it's that's not... anything that started on Comedy Central yes. is not meant for children. For sure, for sure. And look, Family Guy started on Fox. Yeah, like they it started on Fox at prime time on what was it, like eight p.m. or something like that. Like it started on prime time, so they they had a goal to try to like reach that demographic of like everybody, yep. and then nobody fucking watched it. And then Fox was like, well, no, I'm sorry. Everybody watched it. And then Fox was like, well, we can't have this. So they canceled it. Uh, and then Adult Swim was like just starting to set their lineup. And they were like, oh, fuck yeah, we want this. Like, stoners will love this shit. I think what's funny about the whole, just the idea of, of inappropriate cartoons and, and things like that is that how little parents actually get involved yeah. in yes. what their kids watch because yes. things like South Park that are not meant for kids at all. Yeah. And then parents took their kids to see bigger, longer cut. <laughs> and then were shocked that there were so many F bombs and it's like uh, the film's rated R. I know. Like I know. Why, what were you expecting? I, what I what I love about that movie, and I know this has no bearing on what we're talking about. What I love about that movie is like that movie is exactly about the people that took their kids to see 
South Park. Like that is, mm-hmm. they, they are literally just making fun of the entire rating system and everything that parents should be doing, but don't. And that, that's what, yeah. that movie is fucking timeless yeah. to me. Sorry, like, sorry, Academy Award nominated. Fuck South Park, yeah. Bigger, longer, uncut. Look, dude, fucking blame Canada. That's, that's what we all need to take away from this. Um, but yeah, yeah if I did play Canada. Canada would still say sorry. Yeah, and and I I also I I think they I think they actually made the movie worse because they were so it, like they I and I don't know if this is true. I just remember reading this when I when I watched the movie is uh they had said it uh they sent it to the MPAA and they were like nope this has to be rated NC seventeen because there's too many f bombs and. It, it just sounds like something Matt and Trey would do. And they were like, fuck you guys. So instead of deleting some, they actually added more and then resubmitted it. And because the way the MPAA works, like it's not the same people that view the film, view the same film all the time. Um, a new group of people watched it and they were like, no, this is fine. This is R. So it's like the movie is actually worse than it was originally intended because they fucking hate everything. Like they, they leave no stone unturned, and they're like, "No, we're just gonna do whatever." Yeah, that's that's pretty funny. I don't know yeah. if that's true, but that's, I don't know if it's true. Hilarious. But it, when I read it, I was like, I, "Even if this isn't true, this is some shit they would do." They showed up to an to the awards ceremony for the Academy Awards where they were nominated, high on LSD. Like that's a fact. Like that's not even. Weren't they wearing dresses too? Yeah, yeah they were. They were parodying somebody else's. They, uh, they, it was J Lo and yeah, somebody, else, somebody else, but yeah. they. They did it and like they dropped acid in the limo that brought them to the Academy Awards. Like that's not rumored. That's a fact. They've, they've said that. Like they were high as a fucking kite when they were doing interviews. So when I heard that story, I was like, no, I, I don't even care if that's false. Like that's some shit that they would do. <laughs> All right, guys, we are out of time. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, cartoons. Yeah. Pay attention to what your kids are watching. Watch your fucking kids! Or do what I do. Don't have kids and watch that's, what the fuck you You know want. what? That's that's the best option. Because then I can see it all. <laughs> anyway, uh, you got anything coming up? Uh, shows? Not right now. Alright. Danny, you got any, uh, you got any uh, open mics at Starbucks? Uh, I, I, I do have a show coming up. It's called uh, I Don't Have a Life and Neither Should You. And, and a fake girlfriend that lives in Canada. Is that, is that your that's your one man show? That's my one man show. That's a, that's a fuck. I, you know what? I'd watch it. I'd, I'd watch it, Danny. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Yeah, uh, new Dark Crusader comes out this week. Uh, it's the start of our our holiday themed villain, the Citizen Candy Cane. His story arc. Solid. <laughs> so enjoy that uh, this is, of course is available in podcast form on our website jackballnerdshow.com I also want to give a shout out to Hyper RPG for hosting this live show as a podcast on their SoundCloud that is soundcloud.com forward slash Hyper RPG also check them out on Twitch twitch.tv forward slash Hyper RPG to check out all their amazing programming this has been the Jack of All Nerds we will talk at you later Modern Life Oh, no!